RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Tuesday night edition. Looking forward to connecting. Looking forward to finding out what's on your radar. And I got a couple stories worth touching on here, but uh, more importantly, I want to find out what you guys have been keeping an eye on. So welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host of Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. So welcome, 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 welcome. For any uh, first time viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from via the chat. We'd love to acknowledge your presence and thank you for being a part of the community. And then when the phone lines open up, 313-462-0027 is the number to call and let your voice be heard. So real quick, before I start rambling and ranting, let me know if the audio is good. <laughs> I uh, had a little hiccup last night, started off on a good little rant and looked at the microphone. It was turned off. So hopefully everything should be good right now. But uh, we're going to make it happen, man. And as always, the goal is to give you, the audience, the viewers, the eyes and ears of the community, uh, a chance to let your voice be heard. So want to definitely find out what's new, what's what's happening in your world. So, all right, let me check in real quick, and then we'll jump into the very first article, which is about a couple days old, but it did not get touched from any of the little mainstream sources or, or alternative media sources I touched on. And it happens to be the initial down payment or aid or stimulus or whatever that's going to the thousands of migrants that's being brought into this country from the Afghanistan situation. So anyway, let's jump right in. We got Luke checking in. We have Jim Diggs. We got Solo. We got DC Precise. Ed says Jesus is king. 100%. We got Mike C. Uh, we got Hammering Truth. We got Chris. Uh, we got AG Stacker checking in. We got Bougie Prepper. Clayton Cole checking in from Philadelphia. John. All right. Uh, let me see. Keep it moving. Mass administrator checking in. We got the New York Redneck blessing us with his presence. We got Tim. We got Creole, the lone traveler from FEMA Region 5 in the house. Political atheist joining us. It says insane world we are living in. Biblical for sure. One hundred one thousand percent on that one. We got Kareem Brown checking in from NYC. All right. Fair amount of people here, man. Uh, looking forward to connecting. As always, throughout the day, no doubt you come across stories that uh, caught your attention, things that either either excited you, either pissed you off one way or another. It's always good to uh, let your voice be heard, let it out on the talk show tonight. So let's do that. Uh, we got Hamilton Girl checking in. We got Rainmaker. Uh, Pay Me Money Bags joining us. We got Bitcoin Phoenix. Okay, fair amount of people. So let me um, just jump in right away, man, to the very first article I want to touch on and then uh, go through these articles as fast as possible. Share my two cents. Get your take. And then open the phone lines, man, and let's talk. And so um, article right here says it all. And uh, this came across my radar over the weekend. Forgot about it, but then I pulled it up again, figure out, talk about it tonight because it happened to that fly under the radar uh, in regards to the amount of currency that they're going to look to offer uh, the people they brought just being brought in despite all the, 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 the difficulties we're going to face with the clashing of cultures given the fact that here, the way we do things in America, we already have our own issues, but yet to bring an entirely different group of people over here uh, and just to uh, just thrust them into the populace, definitely there's going to be some issues. And so what we've witnessed over the last four or five years, I think for sure, uh, with the Syrian uh, migrants being scattered throughout Europe and a, a lot of people of a different ideology uh, operate differently and they treat their women differently, of course, than we do over here on the Western side of things. So there's issues with that as well as a lot of other things. But uh, here we have the U S to give each 
each incoming Afghan uh, evacuee up to 2275. And I just put stimulus on there just because that's basically what it is. And so one of the things that caught my attention is a very is a little subtitle here. It says many of the Afghan evacuees fled their country with little more than the clothes they were wearing. So imagine uh, situations deteriorating intentionally by all the the, the orchestrator of this, of this entire experience, literally destabilizing that country, creating a problem and then dispersing people throughout the world. And then people literally get on an airplane with a book bag and their currency, the Afghanistan currency is completely collapsed. So everybody who had the means already got their capital out of that country a long, long time ago. But the average citizen, the one that was actually saving in the local domestic currency there, they lost it all. And so leaving your homeland, coming to the land of hopes and dreams and promises, and then being given 2275 plus ultimately in accommodative policies definitely puts them, as I've always mentioned here in the U.S., we are the most blessed and privileged given the fact that we've had the reserve currency for so long. And with that comes the privilege of being able to finance and use the credit system to our advantage. And so for these individuals here to come into the country and and be given 2,200 plus give or take worth of, uh, of, of currency puts them, they went from a third world environment brought them into the U S and they're deliberately, they automatically thrust up into the upper atmosphere, give or take. And with that 2275 each, it's good to say a good portion of those people being brought into this country, they're doing better than the overwhelming majority of homeless people we have in this country. And we have homelessness is, is is run rampant these days, especially over the last uh, several years, given this whole economic shift up that we're having on the coastal regions. So people have been brought in this country and they're, they're going to have better accommodations than the actual Americans that are sleeping in on, on the, on the freeways right now on the street. So, but yet this goes to show the backwardness and the upside down nature of this entire experience we're all having. But anyway, real quick here, just, this went through this article here. And so as, as of many of 50,000 Afghan uh, evacuees would arrive in the U.S. under so-called humanitarian parole, a stopgap initiative that gives them a year to apply for permanent visas. And so it says the State Department plans to spend as much as twenty-two seventy-five for each evacuee as the relocation effort unfolds in communities across this country over the next few months. It says according to the department official, the money is to be used for housing food and other necessities and enrolling children in schools. Now it goes on to say a little bit more, but just those four benefits here, as I just started off saying, puts them in a very favorable and beneficial and comfortable, more, a lot much more comfortable than they were in their empire in, in their country. And it's unfortunate that our government is so backwards now that nothing makes sense. What's good is, bad and was bad is good. The markets are completely out of whack. And the fact that people are being brought to this country that will live better than majority of them, not a majority, but a good portion of the American citizenry is sad, but not surprising at all. But yet the 2275 and aid is just the beginning because it's good to say those necessities that they're referring to probably will be a cell phone will probably come with uh, <laughs> internet and cable inside of their establishments and also, uh, somebody actually in the community shared an article uh, um, about 
a community outreach program in California that was recruiting uh, different uh, landlords as well as Airbnbs and things like that to basically host a lot of the people that's coming in. And just so many, I got so many thoughts to share on this, but ultimately this, as I mentioned several weeks ago, is a deliberate attempt to compound the deliberate uh, demolishing of our country or just one, one more thing on top of another to further destabilize and divide us as, as a nation, because we already are a melting pot, but yet the one common factor we all held as far as people who hold citizenship here in this country already is that they love this country and the somewhat the ideals, the morals, the values that we've been known to stand on, even though in this very liberal, our, our nation is completely morally bankrupt at this current moment with all the stuff that flies with no problem. But just going to be some issues, man, to say the least. But yet 2275 is just the beginning as to what they're going to try to uh, make available uh, because the goal is to, of course, create more uh, democratically liberal uh, voters to basically help <laughs> the Democratic and, of course, the Republicans. They're all the same. No no one's better than the other. But uh, along with the migrants from beneath the, uh, the border there, we're going to have Hondurans, Guatemalans, Mexicans, you name it, all the nations, third world nations basically flooding this country here. How long do you think our country can remain as the beacon of society as far as just the way that we've operated and the privilege and blessings we've shared? You know, in my personal opinion, it won't be long. Like this type of stuff here definitely uh, sends us downhill very, very fast. But anyway, a couple more articles here. But just just this subject alone, man, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts and so I see already in the uh, in the chat there, it says Dr. Motor says, California homelessness vets getting nothing. This is what Build Back Better looks like. Dr. Motor, 100 percent, man. Uh, I see you says I came here with nothing in my pocket. My family worked hard to get all we have. Famous story of all the foreigners. No doubt. And that's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm, I'm hating or just what concerns me is that our country is being they're expressing more concern in helping establish foreigners in our country over our own individuals is here. You know, our homelessness problem is more than enough that you know, we don't have issues. We don't have ways of dealing with that. And so if you're going to give, you know, foreigners a fair shot, which everyone deserves a chance. Also consider the people who have actually probably paid into the tax system and had probably came up on hard times or whatnot, or by thoughts of their own, the pathway of life they chose led them to where they're at in the streets, but also look out for those people as well. Cause it's good to say, I don't know, but a lot of the homeless individuals, I assume that they qualify for all the stimulus, you know, checks throughout the last year or whatever, but did they, did they actually receive it? You know, cause I'd imagine a lot of those people are, are unbanked or whatnot. So, so yeah, we'll see, man. But yeah, I, I definitely believe in the land of the free land of opportunity. If you come here, grind, do your thing, you deserve to prosper. And that's why I recognize. And of course, one of the saddest things is that um, here in America, born as a United States citizen, we're usually taught to follow the American dream pathway of go to school, get a job and do all those things. Whereas in typical, your foreigners come here, they come, they're hungrier. They're willing to do anything to make it. And just look, I can say for living in Detroit, just looking around my neighborhood, I can tell who's who's hungrier. All the Coney Island restaurants are owned by uh, people of the Chaldean 
uh, side of things. Then we have all the gas stations are Arabic. All the liquor stores tend to be probably Chaldeans as well. And uh, what else? All the Chinese food spots. We know we got all the nails and salons. We know. And that's everywhere around this country. So, you know, the, you know, the, they they come here, they hungry, they get down and they do their thing. More power to them. Uh, but anyway, let's keep talking. So let's let's open up the phone lines real quick. Let me get some thoughts on this. Uh, let's let's touch on this. And I got, I got a couple more topics as well. But I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, does it surprise you? Is this just the beginning? And because they're going to have the pathway to getting a permanent visa, it's good to say they're going to be able to uh, receive all the stimulus and benefits that come along with uh, residing in this land here at some point. So uh, Tony B says they put liquor stores in the hood. <laughs> Uh, born here, born here and sold a lie. The real is still your way to the top. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. If, if you know the right people and whether you grew up with a silver spoon or a gold spoon in your mouth, or you just worked hard and grind for yours, there's opportunity. And I'm a person that believes that on the spiritual side of things, you know, operating with favor, you know, your, your gift to make room for you to where it's just something about the people who are blessed that happen to rise to the top as well and make a big difference in a lot of areas. And so not all of it happens to be uh, through criminality and through scratching backs and returning favors and, you know, getting on your knees, that type of stuff like that. But anyway, uh, let's talk. So I missed some calls. So give me a call. Let's talk. I apologize. Let me open this up. And, uh, you know, share with me your thoughts on this and then we'll move on to another subject or something. And then also in the chat, throw out a topic or something that came across our radar today. We can definitely touch on that as well. Uh, let me see. SG says, Mike, let us not forget the USA has invaded 100 countries in 100 years. No invasion means no refugee uh, immigration. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good point. All right. Let's talk. Let me get this one to the go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give me a call. I apologize for that. I'll get you on here. All right, says, uh, let me see here. Buy that sweep crypto dip. So we can definitely touch on that as well. El Salvador today kicked it off. First nation to make it legal tender. How will it go? It looks like the IMF is not too happy. Or are they? Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Yeah, Mike. Steve, Pima Region 9. Steve, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's your thoughts on this matter real quick? Yeah, not, uh, basically, what you're talking about is that Flowered and Piven uh, strategy mm -hmm. uh, from from the sixties. Mm -hmm. uh, that stuff was plotted. That stuff was plotted way back in the sixties. Yeah, uh, Cloward and Piven. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's no. It's no surprise. It's to overwhelm the system and and take it down. Take it down from the inside, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's that's about what it uh, what it comes down to. Hey, yeah. one thing on Taiwan too. Uh, uh, I, I guess they're having financial. Taiwan's starting to have financial issues because every time China uh, encroaches on their airspace, they have to send up those planes and stuff. Mm. So I guess it's so I guess it's taking a toll on Taiwan financially. Yeah, really. uh, to keep to, to keep keep having to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they're they're trying to literally destabilize them even more by causing them to have to spend so much in order to uh, <laughs> defend themselves. So that's a, 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 a I guess a unique approach. <laughs> slow, it, slow, it, steady. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and then on top of that, too, uh, uh, I heard that China, China is moving into um, that air base that, that we left behind in mm. in, uh, in Afghanistan, really? uh, Bagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so they don't it, wait, they don't it, waste it, no time. 
Yeah, the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, hey, my goodness. And one thing, too, uh, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a video, uh, if you can drop it in the, in, in the, in the queue for the guys, uh-huh. uh, uh, on the, on the Proton. Yeah. What, what, uh, which one? Oh, jeez, what, what did I name it? Uh, Is the, the one about the uh, vault? What's that? The, the one about the vault? Uh, a vax. I think I put vax, uh, vax some, uh, out, of, out of society being, uh, vaxed out of society or something like that. Okay, I'll look at it. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, it's on the proton. It's on the proton there. Okay. Good deal. I'll check it out. All right. Thank you, my man. Enjoy. Take care now. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, good stuff. So here's a little article that I popped up. You know, Republicans warn China could take over Bagram uh, Air Base. So, uh, yeah. And so by now, I'd imagine, you know, as, as I've mentioned and we've talked about this before, the deliberate uh, setup for China to just, you know, step right on in. And so literally. And so my personal opinion is that whether it was Trump or Biden, Trump wanted to pull the troops out. So ultimately, in pulling the troops out, we're leaving a wide open gap to fill. Because Afghanistan is in no position to be able to sustain themselves, given the fact that they have just been ransacked by the U.S. for so long. And all of the supposed, you know, militant groups that, you know, all these all these groups, of course, are funded and not, you know, by the by the agencies we have here. So it is the thing like there's so many. And, I, and of course, the Taliban, they have history. You know, Russia, they, they got they got history. But all the other groups, you know, the ISIS, the Al Qaeda, the ISIS K and you wouldn't name some other groups out there. You know, these groups are here You know, at this current moment. You just get a group of angry individuals together. You give them some funds and some guns. You call them a group. They do one, you know, you know, mass killing or some type of bomb situation. And next, you know, in Western media, they're going to say the newest, latest, you know, you know, terror threat, you know, imposes this and that. Be like, damn, we got a whole new enemy. So once again, all these people, all of those individuals, well, no matter what part of the group they are, whatever, they're on somebody's payroll. None of those gentlemen, I believe, personally would spend as much time out in the streets terrorizing, doing what they're doing for their cause, outside their religion, of course. But then also, if they weren't getting paid, somebody's cutting some paychecks. So you want to really find out who's funding all this? You just look at the, just look at the money trail. Who who deposits funds into their bank accounts every Friday or every other Friday or once a month? More likely in Europe, they get paid once a month. So I would assume it's the same way in Afghanistan. So on the first of the month. All those militants get compensated by somebody. And it's good to say they get paid in the USD. So I wouldn't be surprised. And this is just me ranting a little bit. I'll wait on the next call before I get to my next article. But it's it's not too far-fetched that all of those or some of those militants, they may may actually have prepaid Visa or MasterCards that gets deposited on once a month from – some entity over here, you know, the Soros group or whatever. We know the Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Those in the people, those individuals getting compensated for their their time. Nobody would literally sit out in the streets and protest and work, carry signs. We saw enough Craigslist uh, offerings for people to hit the streets for about eight hours for like, I think it was like $250 or 200 to commit a day to go stand over by that building over there with a sign as if you care. So, Yeah. Uh, Ang Tan Tan, if I'm not mistaken, says, I'm in Afghanistan now. Ang Tang, if that is true, uh, feel free to give me a call. I would love to hear directly of what's what, what you're seeing and whatnot, what's happening in that neck of the woods. So give us a call. Uh, 
let's uh, see some see some 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 language out there. Let's keep it let's keep it uh, user friendly, people. It's all love here. We all on the same team. Just navigating how these uh, individuals, the evil ones, are trying to do us harm. Let's not do ourselves harm. Uh, most cause he's taking late. Mike starts on it. Alvin uh, says solo. Most times he calls in as late. Mike starts sounding like Alvin Simon and Theodore. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Anyway, give me a call, man. Let's let's talk. Uh, someone said, why can't U.S. citizens get U.S. Uh, grade firearms for self-defense? Uh, U.S. important. Mr. Important. Um, unimportant. Um, yeah, I personally, I'm, uh, other than just, you know, hearing some stories and whatnot, don't follow all these stories. So other than knowing over the last couple of years, they've been cutting down on the availability of ammo and they've disguised it as a shortage. But in actuality, I know, especially just in Walmarts and stuff like that. They just never bother to restock. And they say it's a shortage, but literally there's no shortage. I believe the government's buying it directly, wholesale, making sure that they don't have not much to sell out there. But you can get it, just got to pay a premium. Hello, caller. Which name are we calling from? Hey, Mike, what's up? This is Mike in Philadelphia. Mike, what's going on, my man? What's your thoughts on this whole situation? Uh, I don't have so much uh, to talk about uh, on Afghanistan. Just mm-hmm. something that came across my mind. Uh, maybe a little late to the party, but uh, just came across my mind yeah, about uh, Hurricane Ida in New York, which yeah. I am was uh, born and bred New Yorker myself. So, okay, give it to me. Uh, you know, I just thought it was convenient timing for uh, Governor Cuomo to get uh, pushed out of there mm-hmm. um, for being a sleaze, and uh, we knew he was uh, a kind of a sex freak before all of this and he was uh, conveniently pushed out when he was looking kind of bad mm-hmm. before uh, hurricane ida uh just gave record downfall in new york and uh being from new york it uh, you know so i think it was he was pushed out a at a convenient time yeah. but uh i come to that conclusion because i don't think that uh, whether uh, we, we know about, uh, I, I re- forget the name of the guy who said it, but he said once uh, a couple of years ago that the Rothschilds mm-hmm. uh, control the weather and then he made him out to be a big conspiracy theorist. Yeah. But um, one thing I remember from New York and anybody who was in uh, New York and saw 9-11 with uh, their own eyes mm-hmm. will tell you that the sky was a very vibrant blue that day mm-hmm. and uh, Hurricane Aaron was uh, heading right towards New York. And there are a couple of interesting videos. If you go check out on uh, YouTube and you look for the weather report of that day, you'll yeah. see all of the weather reporters, Al Roker included. And uh, you might want to look up Operation Mockingbird as well. Our media is nothing but an extension of the CIA. Right. Um, but uh, you can see all the weather reporters on 911 just uh, completely dismissing a hurricane coming right uh, towards New York. <laughs> you can see it on the screen. And uh, so... Just something to recall is that uh, there was weather manipulation on 911, so mm-hmm. the satellites could bring those buildings right down and uh, deteriorate the buildings before yeah. they even began falling. So uh, that's just another uh, indicator of the weather being controlled, and I don't think uh, Cuomo went out uh, at a coincidental time. I think it would have looked really bad for yeah. whatever reason if yeah. he was the governor. Uh, during Hurricane Ida. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that off. Hey, appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling and sharing that. Likewise. Never forget, sir. Take yeah, care. Be good. Um, yeah, interesting stuff, man. Geoengineering, weather ma- manipulation is definitely, by this point, everybody kind of know that, uh, it, it, not everybody, but everybody who tunes into the alternative media realize how serious it is and that every incident we're experiencing in regards to weather 
typically is being controlled by somebody. And I believe a lot of that has to do with the, you know, the th- probably hundreds by now of satellites up there that allow things to unfold the way they do. And so I think it was uh, Greg Hunter and Steve Quayle uh, interview last week. And of course, Steve Quayle, you know, he, he can be very you know deep and in depth with his uh, analysis, gave a couple of different instances that he you know witnessed himself. So it's one of those things where if, if you go look for the information, it'll be there. And so nothing is by accident these days. And, and speaking of which, I saw some comments out there on, uh, what's it looks like this upcoming Thursday. We can touch on this right now. Uh, this upcoming Thursday, it says Biden to give a speech on a six point plan to fight the current situation as poll numbers slip. So already, I think it was something about, you know, his approval rating is 52 percent or something like that. And that's and at this, in his current environment, you, you, you can't believe none of these stats because once everything is swayed for the agenda. So. I, I personally believe he has way less he's he's he has way less support than he's ever had because I believe most people don't really truly support him. It's just that the people who hated the prior administration would just go along for the ride just because they wanted the prior administration out of here. But I'd imagine by now, given the environment we're in and how uncertain things are, a lot of people probably would wish it was probably the prior person. And as if I don't think that would have made any much of a difference, but you still have those people out there hanging on to the white hats that are there, you know, be, be calm, be careful. They, you know, they still in control. Yada, yada, all that good stuff like that. But uh, yeah, sure. But anyway, so my question for you guys on, on this matter here, the six point plan, you know, what do you guys think? Give me th- throw out some points that you think we can expect uh, for Thursday. And so I, Really haven't given it much thought myself just because I came across this article late. But anybody want to take a stab at it, you know, feel free to give me a call. Uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys might think as far as some of those six point plans. But we all know one thing, whatever what is I would probably say the point number one or two is going to push more people to participate. And then he probably going to throw out the need. One of the points is going to be the need for a booster to help yada, yada, yada. But yet we all know where this is actually heading. More that more more damage is done from those that participate than those who don't, and of course, if you have you know prior health issues, then you're probably going to be susceptible to whatever's floating around here. But um, you know, I, I like how what I don't like, and I don't talk about it much, but the whole situation in Texas, and so it looks like Portland is going to be the first state or first city rather to impose what looks like sanctions on Texas to where the mayor there is saying that they're not going to allow any goods or services to be done or in support of Texas. And we got celebrities telling women in Texas to not, you know, don't, don't, don't give your man none <laughs> or so don't have <laughs> it's craziness, man. But anyway, let's talk. Hello, call. See where we call it from. Hey Mike, it's low blood pressure. How's it going? LBP doing good, man. Sound like you on the move, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm driving. I'm driving, Mike. What's going on with you, man? <laughs> Nothing. I had that six point plan. I think I think point number one, you were right. Well first get the jab. Yeah. Then then the second plan maybe takes down the economy or the or the dollar. Uh-huh. And then that three, four, five, six, who knows? <laughs> so you said one of one of one of Biden's talking points is gonna be about the economy, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe point number three could probably be uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, climate change, you know? Yeah, he gonna throw climate change in there. He gonna throw uh, wealthier paying their fair share. Somehow he gonna spin that in there. I'm not sure how wealth wealthy paying their fair share had to do with the variant, but anyway. But yeah, yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting to see, man. 
Oh, so so it's priceless. Made a good point. He says the digital health ID. It's gonna be something about needing to monitor and track who is, who isn't, who's who's unsafe and who's spreading it. So I can see that being there too. Chaos, right? This yeah. country is a joke, Mike. It's a damn joke. Yeah, it's becoming more and more of that by the day, my friend. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, uh, Texas, we're, we're leaving. We're gonna do Texas. No more U.S., Mike. You gotta come down here. We're gonna have our own nation. <laughs> now, now, I, I haven't followed that much, but is, is that still being talked about there amongst some the Texas situation, seceding from the union well, type that- of thing? Not too much, Mike, but you know Texas is the only part of the U.S. with a treaty, you know? Yeah. We sign a treaty every year. Really? Yeah, something like that. I think now it's like an automatic thing. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, Texas ain't part of, of America. Okay, that I did not know. I, I, I did not know that like that, so I got to check into that one. Yeah, they're also, when you fly the Texas flag, it could go at the same height. Mm. Okay. That I didn't know. I'm learning something new, yeah. man. Appreciate you for sharing. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, here at Texas, Mike, they fly the Texas flag above the U.S. Everybody does it. Okay, not at all. Not at all. But man, hey, man, you driving, man. Make sure you stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Keep out, keep it, keep eyes on the wheel, man. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going over a bridge right now. Okay, Mike. I'm sorry about the background noise. Oh, you good? You good? Good talking to you, man. All right. Uh, hello, Carlos. Where we calling from? Hello, hey Mike. Frank in Brisbane. How are you, mate? Frank, I'm doing good, my friend. What's going on in your neck of the woods, boss man? Good. Well, not much, man. I've just been thinking about scripture lately, and uh, and when I when I think back to like Egypt and Moses and them, mm-hmm. like I think you could draw the same parallel to today, where most people don't perceive the Pharaoh system that we're all born into of control, mm-hmm. tax farming slavery, that kind of thing. Yeah. And after 400 years in Egypt, I don't think they perceived it either. I think that's why God had to send Moses to, which they didn't even receive at first, to show mm. that, no, you, you've, you've been enslaved, and I'm going to bring you out. And it right. wasn't until they were at the water, um, with a sure destruction, with the with the, uh, with, with uh, Pharaoh in Egypt behind them at that water where God parted the water and, yeah. and brought them through. So I think it's, when I draw that parallel to now, it's I, I feel like maybe I don't know when, when, when it seems like, you know, uh, insurmountable obstacles, mm-hmm. no way out, mm-hmm. only a certain death. I think that that's, that's the, maybe the point that we need to be brought to, to, to wake people up out of their slavery, to call on God yeah. so that he can bring us through that, uh, that proverbial water in this generation. I don't know. What do you think? I, I agree a hundred percent, you know, like, and that's where I, more, more evidence as to how all the politicians, all the spokespeople for the big tech, big pharma, big, whoever, They'll never talk about the spiritual element of things. It's only about science. So because science has become their God, we all know what their objective is with this. In the long run, it has to do with the depopulation. And so it'd be great if we had leaders. And I, I'm sure they're out there, you know, the Rand Pauls, Ron Pauls, the individuals. But I've yet to even hear them call upon the name of Jesus and really ask for a spiritual discernment. Lead, you know, ask for a national day of prayers. You know, saying we're really fighting something that's so deadly. How can we're like relying upon man? solely without actually relying upon the creator of all this if you know we were to you know to go that far go that deep so the fact that nobody's out here talking about let's pray let's get the god lord involved let's dial back this work let's work on our, our, our health you know we're the, we're the most obese nation on the planet and all those practical things yeah it lets me know the real 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 nature of this man absolutely and there's almost a hatred for people that are like no rather than trusting in the uh snake bite i i 
I, I, I trust in God. When people hear that, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like a demonic hatred that yeah. comes out of the unbelievers that, uh, that, uh, they, they, they seems like they gnash at the teeth as the Bible says, when people <laughs> begin to talk, but it, it's interesting. It, it reminds me of that scripture also professing themselves to be wise. They became foo- fools or I've chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the, the wisdom of the wise. And when you got hairdressers, Uber drivers, content creators, uh, it, 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 very much into the science and exposing pseudoscience, which mm-hmm. is what we're all being fed, and and you've just got common people confounding this uh, this this uh, this this so-called scientific system, which is pseudoscience. It mm-hmm. it almost seems like God might be using the simple things of this world as, oh. as said in Scripture to confound the so-called wisdom 100%. of those that profess themselves to be wise who became fools. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I agree 100, percent man. And that's where uh, it, it just you know hearing. The reference of scripture from that context there, it's such, it's, it's relatively refreshing to me because when I when I, when you mention about you know using the simple things to con, to confuse the the wise of you know man's you know so we're so smart on our own but yet we're so stupid and simple at the same time so uh, yeah I, I've heard that before so <laughs> that's good stuff man right on time <laughs> appreciate you man awesome awesome Mike don't let me take up your time man get at him keep keep up the good fight brother I will my man same to you as well keep us informed of what's going on in your neck of the woods too Thank man you. all right. We'll, we'll do. We'll yep. do. Thank you. Be Goodbye. Good. Yeah, man. Uh, man, it's always good to hear from brother down down under in Brisbane, Australia. We know Australia going with some things down there, man, and want to definitely wish them the best, man, and, and just ask the Lord to move in that country there because they need it just like we all need it, literally. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? What's going on, Mike? It's Wayne from the Midwest. Wayne from the Midwest. What's going on, boss, man? Not much. I got the got the um, uh, gentleman came in with some of those scripture because I had one for you too. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you could tell that um, I didn't want to. You know that we're gonna live in the in the end times because mm-hmm. if you go to uh, what is it, Revelations twenty eighteen and twenty three, mm-hmm. and when it talks about the fall of Babylon, yeah, it says that the Babylon, which is the world system, mm-hmm. the world system. It says Babylon deceives the nation through sorcery. Mm-hmm. And when I look that word up in sorcery and I look it up in the Greek, that actual word actually means medical medicine. Mm-hmm. It's the word pharmakia. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's real. Yes. That is exactly what's in the scripture. It's literally said that they deceive the whole, all the nations of the world were deceived through thy sorcery. Mm-hmm. You look at that word sorcery up, it's pharmakia, and it actually means medical, mm. medical, medicine. Yeah. So that's what we have here because wow. we really don't, um, and it's not talking about medicine from the standpoint of like natural herbs. It's talking about from a manipulated standpoint where you're um, manipulating cells and you're doing all types of things to create a false reality, to create a world that's in Satan's image, yeah. which, which pretty much is sorcery, which is witchcraft, yeah. because it's all an illusion. Which is what we have, which is what we have now. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. So so that's the time that we were living in, Mike. Um yeah. we just gotta pick I guess we gotta pick a side. Yeah, easily, clearly. No other way, man. No yeah. other way. And and that's and that's yeah. where, you know, we're we're having, you know, we're having a natural experience surrounded in it's it's spiritual nature, but in a natural sense. And of course everything is temporary. Like, you know, whether or not it's now or 10, 20 years from now, our lifespan 
still has an end date on it regardless. Now it's between, you know, matter what we do between now and that time, whether it's tomorrow or next year or however, whatever time frame it is, you know, to, to make a mark, to make a mark for the kingdom mm-hmm. of God ultimately. And that's why I think it's imperative that we touch on what's happening in the natural, but don't forget the practical and the spiritual elements of things of like, you know, what, what can we do on a day-to-day basis in our own world to make a difference for his government and this earth right now? You know what I'm saying? The kingdom is here right now in us. We're carrying it. So, you know, we're, we have a lot more power and potential than we realize. So, um, I, I, you know, Miles Monroe, man, is my favorite. And he talked about the idea of dying oh, and going to the grave, carrying all those gifts mm-hmm. and talents. And we never, we never uncover and discover who we really were. You know what I'm saying? That's man, 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 real stuff, man. That's, hey. that's the old school, the old school church used to sing a song, uh, old school mother used to sing a song called, um, Whose side are we leaning on? Mm-hmm. Leaning on the Lord's side. Yeah. Okay. I, I can hear the mother singing that song too. And I just wanted to encourage you, man. I, I've been seeing that you've been going over the scriptures more. Yeah. You're doing more. You're doing more for the people now mm-hmm. than the local churches. Mm, that's powerful, man. I, I try. And that's the thing, like literally, man, like it, it's in my heart like never before because you know, talking about gold, silver, crypto, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's practical ways of preserving your financial future. Sure, but at this current moment, I'm more concerned with the fact that there's going to be a major loss of life in a very short term yeah. to where I'm like, you know, there might be somebody to tune in and they're not even knowing what's going on from the spiritual element to where they might that tonight itself give the life to Christ and then they might pass tomorrow. We don't know about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's the stuff we don't know about that makes a difference. Like, can that one person, that one soul make it into their father's and their children, into our creator's hands, man, before it's too late. And that's what's more important to me. It just so happens it's a show called Rethinking a Dollar. So, but <laughs> I got to figure out how to tweak that a little bit. But you, you get my drift, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to mention one more thing, Mike. I'm going to get up the call. And then I just want to mention that on top of that to um, align with what you're saying there that um, we had a, uh, we gave out, you, you know, in our ministry, we have a religious exemption. So we've been mm-hmm. giving out these religious exemptions. Yeah. And when, when they fill them out, it's so sad that so many people can't use their pastors name on this on, on, on these religious exemptions because mm. the pastors use their church to give the mm. jab if you put that pastor's name on there what do you think that pastor's going to do when that employer calls him and he's been given and he, and he took that money for fema he's going to say no mm. we don't believe yeah we believe in a jab mm. yeah and that's, that's, that's what he's going to say yeah, that's a conflict right there, man. And then on top of that, you know, just the churches that are 501c3 in general, you know what I'm saying? Like the fact they're getting involved in a governmental divider line, like, you know, the exemption side puts you on the other side if you're validating the spiritual elements of. So are, what they say, are you interfering with, you know, uh, with, with politics now because of, you know, your 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 stance on providing an exemption letter for your congregation? So. Yeah, the backlash, man. Like, and that's the thing where I hope men and women of Christ, man, people who actually lead lead the body of Christ, you know, in, in the short term, I hope they make the right decisions, man. Because I've noticed my pastor now even speaking out more openly, and I know he know more, but just out of his own concern for his congregation and not wanting to scare people, because a lot of the older population, you know, unfortunately, probably bought into it to where he don't want to divide his congregation, so he's giving more truth, but he's not being a hundred percent. And that does bother me, but him giving something to give, give it to make us, to make us think is better than him playing into and drinking the Kool-Aid. So I know he knows more because I, his daddy, I know his daddy like that. So his daddy's real. 
So anyway, that's just all a rant. But Mike, <laughs> yeah. but Mike, we got to pick a side, man. Yeah. We don't have time to play with it. You got to pick. People are perishing, so yeah. they got to pick a side, man. So stay strong. When yeah. all you can do is stand, brother. You hey. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening, sir. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Anyway, let's talk, man. I got some more articles here. So let me talk about, let's uh, just switch, switch it up a little bit. Let me get one more call. I got maybe three more articles I want to get to, but uh, I want to try to switch it up a little bit. Let me see if I can get this. Uh, maybe I can. Give me one second. Uh, okay. Yeah, one second. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, how you doing, Mike? Just pay me money bags. Pay me money bags. That guy. What's up, man? Not too much. Hey, uh, since we're touching on the Lord and stuff, I'm trying to tell everybody right now to open up their third eye real quick. We're going to go off the deep end. Okay, take us there. All right. You know they got the saying, what would Jesus do, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, I tweaked it a little bit. And the saying goes, would you do what Jesus do? So we got all these people that, a.k.a. claim they're Christians. Mm -hmm. You got people that aka say that they know they word okay mm -hmm. so if you know the difference and can discern between good and evil mm -hmm. what did jesus do when he was here on this earth in scripture when he saw the elites at the synagogue doing wrong mm. the money changers don't he showed, yeah yeah, he, he showed up, he he tipped everything over, he was angry, he told him to get out, this is his Lord's house. Now, us that claim that we Christians out of church, like you said, Joe Pastor, that he knows more, mm -hmm. that's where they're going to be condemned and found guilty. Not condemned as in hell, but they're going to be found guilty of that because they're not, A, they're not standing on the faith which they uphold up on a church because you are a leader of a church, you have sheep, which is a flock, mm -hmm. and you're not showing us by leading by faith because... We are no longer in a, the Lord going to show up and he's going to show us the miracles. Now we have to lean on faith. So there's mm -hmm. nobody that's leading. There's nobody that's joining hands and going in front of the, the all of the, the political buildings, the White House, and, yeah. and, and not so much as protesting, but bringing them the word. Yeah. Was that Ronald Reagan that did a speech that said that we had to stick to the keep our government on, on God's word. I think mm -hmm. it was Reagan. Yeah. He said something around those lines. I saw, I saw it recently. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah but it, that, when we, if, when we start seeing that, that's when, you know, we didn't made a change, man. Right now we doing is, it is running in circles. Mm -hmm. Our government is evil. Not just saying that they're evil, but they're not, that they're not godly. You, like I told people, look on your money. It's saying God, we trust. Start mm -hmm. asking yourself questions. Yeah. Who God y'all talking about? Like we're not helping nobody. We just let all these folks into our country, which is a good thing uh, to me. I'm told <laughs> I, I, it's just the way it's just the way it's happening. And the fact that we haven't our leadership or people in politics, people who we put there, supposedly they're not showing as much intensity or love or care for their own rather than the people they're looking to help out and bring in talking about humanitarian crisis. We got a humanitarian crisis in our own country. And I would believe if they handle things differently here and us and we felt like they were taking care of our own and then we had a little some extra to give. Sure. But yet to not even be able to take care of your own and bring in other people's kids and families. That's the dang the shame on my part. That's like being a that's like being a, a, a bad parent. You know what I'm saying? You don't take care of your own kids, but you're going to go 
bless somebody else's household when you don't take care of your own. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you on that. But what would you do if the Taliban said right now that um, release all our people that came into America or we're going to go to war? Uh, I mean, that's a to me, that's a very likely scenario. Or I believe the Taliban is sprinkled in the people coming over here. So they got some operatives that came in with they with they with their wives and kids and stuff like that. So they're gonna definitely conjure up some sales in this country and they're gonna start some stuff pretty soon, I think. And I think the government probably knows that as well. That's why they're gonna provide them all. I, the only reason I think, and mm-hmm. I'll let you go on this, but the only reason I think it'd it'll never touch American soil because mm-hmm. it was a trade-off. It, not saying people for weapons, but mm-hmm. look, we I was stationed in the background. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that we left over there, bro, that's taxpayers' money. Mm-hmm. We left hundreds and millions of dollars worth of war equipment with terrorists. Mm -hmm. And you live in a country to where a felon cannot possess a firearm, let alone a bullet casing, or your ass is gone. (laughs) Yeah, that that, that doesn't make sense, man. (laughs) Hey, man, appreciate your call in, boss. (laughs) Hey, not a problem. Thank you. That'd be good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man uh pay me money bags always bringing some good arguments man appreciate you man all right people as always for those that are tuning in man hit the thumbs up button show your support for the channel it looks like we got about 260 70 on here let's see if for the just for the sake just for the sake of impacting the algorithms to show that there's people here who are enjoying what they're a part of They'll hopefully notify a couple other people. You know, 30,000 plus people click the subscribe button. But only a couple hundred get notified. <laughs> That's sad. But that is what it is. So anyway, make sure you guys connect Telegram, Discord, so you always be notified. Because by next year, I believe they're going to they gonna, they gonna cut this channel. I hope not, but they probably will. Anyway, hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, Cali. Cali, what's going on, my man? Doing good, uh, doing good. This is the brother Yashuan. Yashuan, what's to show going you on, something man? Very, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to show you something very important. Okay. Uh, can you read? Uh, can you read uh, Acts thirteen and one? God, uh, give me one second. Thirteen and one. Acts thirteen and one. Uh, okay, I got it on the screen. Give me one second here. All right, okay. the first verse. What you talking about? Yes, uh, thirteen and one. Thir- first verse. 13 and 1, it says, A former treatise have I made, O Thelopius, of all that Jesus began. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's Acts, uh, Acts, Acts, Acts 13. Acts not 13. Acts 1. Give me one. I apologize. For that. Acts 13, chapter 13, 1. Now there hey, were baby. in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manin, which had been brought up by the hair of the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate. Okay. All right. And Saul, right? Mm-hmm. So according to according to that, who is Saul? Saul, assuming they're referring to Paul. Correct. Read number nine real quick. Number nine real quick. And then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with okay, the Holy that Ghost. Is Paul. Yep. That was Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, can you do this real quick? Do a, do a search. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google search this. N-I-G-E-R, which you said Ni- Niger. Yeah. yeah. Niger. Okay, Niger. Mm-hmm. 
Strong's Concordance. Strong's. Uh, okay, give me one second here. Concordance. All right. And then Bible Hub. Bible Hub, one word. Bible Hub, one word. Um, okay, so let me see here. So, okay, so I, I first use, one comes up. So I don't use Google. So I use I got Strong's Greek. It's the first thing that popped up. Right. It says black. Right. Go ahead. Go. Oh wait, is that Bible Hub? This is not. Uh, this is BibleHub.com. Greek. It's a yeah. Greek three five two six. It says Niger, uh, a Christian, a proper right. name. It says of Latin Niger, a Christian. And what else? Okay, here? right it there says, where it says phonetic spelling. Uh, phonetic spelling. Yes. In blue. Read that. <laughs> okay, I get your point. <laughs> you get me. Okay, now now go to definition right under it. Uh huh. Yeah. A Christian. A Christian. Yeah. Mm. Just wanted to show you what the word means, brother. Mm, okay, I, I heard it that way before. Okay. <laughs> there it is, right there for you. <laughs> Proper name. <laughs> That's okay. all I wanted to show you. Dark in color. All right, man, I appreciate you sharing so that. They, so according to that, they were calling the Apostle Paul and all the teachers and prophets uh -huh. a bunch of yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Christians or that word is synonymous. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, that's hey, way to break that down, man. <laughs> All right, brother. We get up. Yeah. All right, shalom. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Had a little bit of a little, little Bible study right there, man. Went that went deep into the word there. So I, I don't want to say the word, but you guys, I'm assuming if you're paying, you know, paying attention, you saw what's what was going on. So obviously, we're referring to the fact that uh, Saul was melanated, uh, a little bit darker than everybody else, to the point where he was. Uh, 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 Niger, <laughs> leave it at that. Anyway, let's talk, man. Uh, a couple more things here I want to touch on. Let's touch on real quick, man. I want to get for my crypto people out there for those tuning in. Uh, it looks like El Salvador decided to buy the dip, uh, today. And some people say this has to do with the IMF. So this is all, uh, Nayib Bukele. His, uh, his tweet from earlier says, buying the dip. I bought 150 new coins added. And then it says, it appears the discount is ending. Thanks for the dip. IMF. We saved a million in printed paper. El Salvador now holds 550 Bitcoin. So I'm curious for my people in the, in the crypto space. Um, as I mentioned several months ago, I talked about the possibility and we would have, we would know by now whether or not uh, Bukele uh, Nayib was a puppet or if he was for real. Now, this right here will lead me to believe that he was for real as far as him uh, going astray uh, and, and, and heading in the opposite direction from the global establishment that he owe. I think his country probably is on a hook for maybe a billion or two in loans. And so how will this play out? And so this is just the beginning. You know, we're, we're day one of Bitcoin being legal tender there. And of course, a lot of people in the Maximus are Maximus are, are extremely excited and joyous. The fact that uh, um, Bitcoin is now legal tender, but yet one of the one of the biggest issues that no not many people really want to touch on because it's 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 in our future. But yet, if I'm not mistaken, SHA two fifty six the encryption protocol used for a lot of the uh, predominant uh, cryptocurrencies. SHA-256 
it, when it comes to I, I'm not too technical to know all the details, but 256 referring to the level of encryption it has in comparison to the complexity of uh, disrupting that blockchain. But yet here's one of the issues I have. And if I have any Bitcoin or crypto experts out there, anybody that specialize in cryptography, let me know. But 256 Sha 256 was created by man. So a lot of techie nerd geniuses, DARPA, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, 10, 20 years ago, perhaps created Sha 256. And here it is being used as a leading encryption and security measurement for protecting protocols. But then also here's the biggest problem. It was created by man. And so man's level of thinking only can go so far. And to my knowledge, Shaw 256 happens to be it. But the greatest threat to cryptography is what has already been made and created and which is growing and groomed right now. And this happens to be the AI and the quantum realm of technology, the Internet of Things merger that's already right now at a much higher scale than we are even aware of. Like, as I did a video months ago about how governments now are consulting their own algorithms to see what's best. And they're having difficulties being able to really maintain some of these AI programs because they're basically deep learning machines. They're learning and studying us. The fact that these AI software programs have access to the internet and they see and hear everything. Imagine a protocol or pro program that can tune in similar to like the omnipresence of the Lord, like can be everywhere at one time type of capabilities the deep deep machine learning process is is of that complexity to where you can have a program that's probably tuned in to, you know, one million YouTube channels right now streaming live. And it can be programmed to remember everything we say in great detail. Look at our facial features. And, you know, it, it it's so complex that everybody right now that's tuned in. It knows your username, where you're located, IP address. And it knows all that stuff. And it's like seamless. I believe that technology exists right now. Now, wouldn't you think that a learning algorithm like that can easily at some point when it when when, when it's time, it can easily crack the 256 Shaw security protocol. And literally the biggest the only problem the AI have to solve is just figuring out what your private key is. And so that right there to me is a very high probability and I wouldn't want to go too far into the future and say it's going to be 10, 20, 30 years. I would imagine, because mind you, here's how evil and sick and twisted all this stuff is we're experiencing. If the World Economic Forum and, you know, the Luciferian, Satanist people, whatever, if their mission is to make sure you own nothing, then that includes digital access to all these cryptocurrencies as well. So is there a possibility that between now and 2030, they let the cat out the bag that, hey, you know, if we created SHA-256, don't you think we also have the capabilities at some point to make sure that our algorithms can easily access everyone's wallet via the private account? Because those characters, it's, you know, it's, it's, and, and when you look at the technology that they've created, it's not that hard, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I could be wrong. And that's why, like the Michael Saylor say that, you know, buy Bitcoin, sit on it 100 years. You know, it's good that I'm like, dude, like you're not going to be here. And it's good to say by that time, we won't be using nothing in the form of currency like we know. 
And I would assume by that time, if the Lord doesn't come between now and then, and you know, we enter that you know seven year period, uh, heading towards the end, then the human body will end up being currency <laughs> of some kind. And it's going to be in a very slave-like way, not necessarily like, you know, people having choice of decentralized or centralized. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the whole point when it comes to cryptocurrencies. A lot of the people in the space, they only talk about the goods and the glitz and glamour on the surface, but they don't talk about the fact that every person who understands biblical prophecy know at some point there's going to be a one world government and a one world currency. And that excludes anything decentralized. And it makes null and void at some point in the future the importance of gold and silver for the average individual. Because at that point in time, I don't think you're really going to be concerned with, you know, your financial matters, you know, uh, overall. That's just me. Anyway, I'm rambling, rambling too much, but I want to get that out there real quick. I could be wrong. Let me know. We'll see. Um, Prices says the government is 25 years ahead of U.S. Uh, of us techno of U.S. technology wise, no doubt. And so, because of that, I do believe that because of that, SHA 256 was a setup to get people excited about the illusion of freedom from centrally controlled currencies. Because, I, like I said before, they told us on the Economist cover by 2018 ish or so, we're gonna have a new world currency. So everything we're experiencing is a part of their initial plan. So the fact that people are gun ho thinking that Bitcoin is going to be the savior of humanity, to me, you know, like I ain't gonna say, you know, I ain't gonna, you know, it's just hard to be hard to believe that, man. But of course, it's gonna do good in the meantime. Why not? Yeah, because it's price in dollars. So as dollars go down, the Bitcoin goes up. And I was just, you know, one goes down, one goes up. Sure, but I think that that also has an expiration date. Uh, crypto is a tulip mania of this millennium. Uh we will find out. That's one thing. We will find out. I will be willing to bet. Uh, Price says new world currency is already here. Uh, I would probably be willing to say that is true. And of course, they 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 mean the central banks, Jerome Powell's and Christine Lagarde's. They talk about like, you know, we need to for the inclusiveness of all humanity. We need to, you know, help people get you know into the financial system. They, so they play dumb. But yet they already know. And the reason I would say they already know is because it's my personal opinion that all those individuals, they are of this world. Therefore, they're operating in the interest of the ruler of this world and the ruler of this world, along with all the dark demonic forces at play, the principalities and powers and the political realm and the financial realm. There's a, a, a greater plan that they've already constructed that the puppets down below, you know, Trump's, Biden's. Jerome Powell's, Christian Lagarde, Soros's, they're just front, they're just front men and women, literally. And I would not be surprised. And I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't have this, you know, the gift of spiritual discernment to see into the spirit realm to, to confirm this. But people who are willing to sacrifice a large amount of human lives for an agenda or anything like that, definitely they're under the influence of demonic demonic forces. And just like you know, we always grew up seeing the angel and the devil on one side those are figurative for demon possession here's one thing and i'm going out i'm going that way because i have to here's one thing we don't talk about or don't see much and it is not even it's never been really publicized or talked about but it's used in horror films exorcists demonic possessed individuals like i will be willing to i don't know this but i've i would feel 
but I'm not too far-fetched. And I'd imagine my, my believers are still tuned in. We'll probably agree. Some of the people in the most influential places in society, it's, it, it, I ain't gonna say there's no way they got to that level because God is, you know, good to the evil and, and, and the just equally. So he's good to everybody. That's one of, that's how good he is. But a lot of those people, once they get into that threshold, it's good to say that Satan somehow, some way finds a way into their lives because at some point, you know, the cares of his life, the lust of other things, uh, the pride of life, uh, I can't think of the fourth one right now, but those, one of those four areas, we're all susceptible. Every single person tuning in, you're susceptible. So the Satan always has a entry point through one of those mechanisms there at some point in your life. And so I would imagine I hear a lot of billionaires talk about philanthropy and wanting to help. So we got first person come to mind, Bill Gates, Melinda Gates Foundation, whatever, whatever. They're about they, they their mission statement is to help provide this for third world, second world. But then again, that's what they're telling us. But yet the results of what they've done funding all the pharmaceuticals that have caused bodily harm to probably thousands, if not millions of people on the continent of Africa as experimental vessels. To me, that's only something that somebody on the evil side of things could even actually consider doing. Like me personally, I don't really have the mic is out cutting out content. Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of us here, we don't have it in us to do harm to of that magnitude. Why? Because believers that are possessed with the spirit of God, my first thought is love. Like, I, I have a problem with seeing small bits of evil. And of course, I have my flaws or whatnot. But and that's why I think the importance of having an ongoing relationship with the creator, because. It's always I get a spiritual check in my gut for some reason, something I just don't I can't I don't feel right. I don't sleep right. And that to me lets me know that the Lord is trying to tell me something. And it's just that type of connection with the creator that keeps me from doing the dumbest things. You know, what I'm saying I still do dumb stuff, but not like to the point where I'm willing to cause another human being that type of harm. So my point is the tug of war in the flesh is always here. We don't hear about the demonic forces that are at play. And then with that comes the power. It's like, so here's the thing, like baby money back talked about, you know, what would Jesus do or what did, G- what did Jesus do? He cast out demonic forces. Like it was like, like it was, co- it was common. Just looking at the biblical stories, you know, of the gospel, the things that Christ did on a regular basis, we as believers have the same ability to do such things. Let me actually even go ahead. Let me go there real quick. So I feel like going there just because I want to just share my two cents with you guys real quick. Bear with me. And we're going to get ready to dial down and we're going to end this on some prayer to give the good man upstairs his proper due. But here's something that, you know, it's been on my mind. It's been on my heart. We touched on a little bit in church, but just Mark 16, 18, uh, it's the qualifications for those that are believers and what we are capable of and what we should be doing. So here it says, this is, uh, and he said unto them, go ye. So we're instructed to go ye. And this is speaking to the early church, but you know, if you're in a church early or late, you're in a church, which means you're a member of the body of Christ. We all have a part to play in this body. It says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So that's 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 two things. Go ye. We got to go. 
and we got to preach the gospel, the good news. And then, of course, if you go back in the earlier, you know, earlier chapters, it tells you exactly what we should preach as opposed to what is being preached. It says, he that believeth, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Two simple things, believe and baptize, baptizing seals the deal. But he that believeth not shall be damned. All these signs. And so here's what we're lacking right now. Here's what we're lacking right now in the body of Christ is signs. And these are the, you know, the results of the first part, go into the world, preach the good news. And if you believe and you're baptized, you're saved. So right there, you're qualified. Bam. But here's where's the signs. It says all these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. So that's another thing right there. So once again, we have the power. We have the unction from the Holy Spirit. We have it in writing. This is a legal documentation for every believer with the kingdom of heaven. So we have the ability to cast out devils. And so that's something that I think we got about 200 or so people here. How about tonight we ask the Lord for spiritual awareness to recognize situations where we activate and use the authority given to us to be able to do such things in people's lives, in our own lives, in our families, you name it. That'd be worthwhile. I think, I think it's possible. And then it says, they shall speak with new tongues. I hit on this before that, you know, we all, we have two languages. We have our earthly language and we have our heavenly language. And that's what it says here. That's an option for us as well. If for those that believe it. It says they shall take up serpents. And then this is the part where pastors now are using the fact that they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, referring to the stabs. And so that's a different scenario. But the same power that's available there is available in our bodies now. So that's why I mentioned the other night that when people unknowingly or whatever, you know, participate, you know, God's power is still available. You know, so not everyone who take the stab will succumb to it, put like that, because the God's God's power is is activated. You may not even know it. You know said that's the you may not even know it, but yet God does. Because if you got something left to get done for the kingdom, I think you know he'll he'll give you some more time, I believe. And it says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So another thing I take away from that is that for people who have participated, who might probably be susceptible to something in the short term, long term or whatever, some side effects or whatever. As believers, I I do believe this and, and I struggle with it because I'm human. I do believe I have the power inside of me to put my hands on an individual. And in my younger days, when I was more zealous for the Lord, I used to do that. And it, it, that's the thing. I don't do it with the with the sense of like, I, I have to do it. No, I'm just trying to be the vessel. So I trust Lord that, you know, in this moment, you know what I'm saying? You're going to do what you got to do through me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll leave it up to you. I'll leave the end results up to you. So anyway, so so these are some things here that as believers in Christ, we have available to us. And I would like to see more people talk about this. Like, here's the difference between this channel and where I want to take all this is that none of your favorite commentators that talk about gold and silver will even touch on this because it's not it's not politically correct. <laughs> because people, and so here's my biggest thing. People who are not willing to merge faith family and finance together in this day and age and all they're going to do is tell you how the market's going to go up or go down they're doing you a disservice but yet not everybody's called to, to to use their platform for sharing the good news so anyway with that being the case people um 
Yeah, man. So my point was, we have a lot more power available at our fingertips than we were than we realize. And I think we need the confidence and the boldness to stand on these words that God told us we are able and capable of doing. You know, so let's 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 give it to the Lord tonight and ask Him for courage and boldness, man. So we might have people that's tuning in right now that may not be a part of the family and just stuck around just for the sake of it. And so, as the word says here, if you believe, and then I, the belief follows up with the action step of you actually taking the next step of getting of getting baptized, which is your public confession of submersion in water. And then when you come up from that water, you're a new creature and literally all things old pass away and everything becomes new. And so that that's available. So I want to definitely encourage anybody who out there who has questions on that, man, you know, definitely join the discord. we got a lot of believers in the discord and uh, you'll definitely connect with some brothers and sisters that can, can point you in the right direction. But anyway, we're going to close out tonight with a prayer. Trust that the Lord hears us and that he wants us to be able to use his, his power. What's the point in having the power? What's the point in having all this power at our fingertips and we don't tap into it? And I think this year, this day, this night, this this decade is a time where the power is needed, man. A lot of people need to hear the good news of the kingdom being preached now. We got to go. We got to preach somehow, some way, people. Anyway, whew, man, man, man. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you right now, Father, for the opportunity to gather tonight as a community. Lord, I ask that you would touch and open the hearts and minds of every single person tuned in right now and those who might watch the replay. Lord, I ask that you would give them the confidence and boldness to, to activate this word in their lives, Father, to use this word in their lives, Father, with confidence and boldness, knowing that it's not about them. It's about you working through them to accomplish your goal in this day and age, Father. The world needs more light. They it needs salt. It needs some flavor. We are in a very dull and dry and and man dark world right now, Father. And if you don't step up to the plate and use your people, Father, we will not get the job done. And Father, I want to definitely just activate activate your power inside of us, Father. You've given us gifts and talents, Father, to use in this season, Father. And this is the time where you get the glory, no matter what, Father. And I just thank you for our brothers and sisters who may not know you, Father. I pray that you draw them near to you tonight, Father, and just allow them to walk in the blessings that you have available for us. And Father, I just want to say thank you for all you have done and will do in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Whew. All right, people. All right. Uh, over here says, Mike, I'm agnostic, but I do firmly believe in good and evil. Yang and the yang. Yang and the yin and the yang. Yes, over here, man. Appreciate you for you know sharing that, man. And it's one of those things where um, it, it's... It's right right now we're walking in very uh, interesting times. And just the fact you acknowledge that there's good and evil, I would assume and hopefully uh, that you are able to further define and refine the good for yourself. And that good only comes in one form and it went through one person. And just, just take some time and study the life of a person who walked this earth and the things he did which completely goes against everything that you and I were taught in school, in our everyday lives. You know, even my mom and dad didn't have the revelation that, you know, the, my relationship with Jesus Christ has allowed me to have over my short time on this earth. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But anyway, it's all the fact that all of us fall short of the glory. We cannot do it ourselves. We need something greater. And what's greater doesn't come in this world naturally. You, we have to go up and out of it and into the spiritual realm of things. And hopefully uh, the Lord will continue to knock on your heart, man, because if you're tuning in this far, then obviously uh, you're open 
And I just ask that you uh, continue to remain open. Definitely, man. Go dive into those th- that book there and just to reading that, man. I, I, it, you'll come to realize that that word is alive. Man, I'm telling you, the word hit you right on time and it changed your life. You'll never be the same. That's some good stuff right there. And that it'll only make you want to share with other people. And that's the goodness about it. It's not for you. It's for it's to get through you to other people. But I can rant on and on, but I'm not. Anyway, people, it's been great hanging out. Be blessed. Be safe. Tomorrow, hopefully be back. Same time, same place. And if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Show your love for the channel. And my personal invitation that I want to put out there to you guys is if you have a friend, a family member that is either awake or on the verge of awakening to the greater picture of what's going on, Send them an invite. Tell them that on weeknights, 9.30 p.m., a group of individuals gather and we discuss world real world events, the practical things, get all your preparations in order. You know what time it is. And then on the spiritual thing, make sure you also are connected because you never know when your time is. So the biggest thing is the People's Talk Show. We need people to talk to. So invite some friends and family out. Let them join us. And hopefully they're blessed. And hopefully God can use them for what they're called to do, man, because everybody here for a reason. So anyway. I feel uh, like I've laid it all out for the night. Be blessed, be safe. See you guys later. Peace. Visit Rethinking the Dollar throughout the day. Your place for news on metals, gold, crypto, you name it. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll get a chance to see the daily videos, the recommended videos, and more importantly, the five reasons to unplug for the monetary matrix, with the first one being the awakening period. Step number one, test your dollar IQ. 10 simple questions, average is 60%. Follow up with the alternative perspective with the monetary reports. Consider becoming a supporter of the Rethinking the Dollar platform via Patreon. Get a chance to hang out off air as well as additional information that can't be discussed on YouTube. Any support is helpful. With the crackdown on alternative media, the best thing to do is connect off air. Scroll down to the very bottom. You can find Rethinking the Dollar on Telegram, Audio, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, you name it. The most important ones will be the email list where you can get notified weekly, the Discord page, and make sure you connect on Telegram. And last, don't forget to visit the RTD store where you can get merchandise as well as additional information and resources. And most importantly, scroll down to the bottom and get your weight up with all the limited edition rounds only available on the RTD store.